everyone. It's April, and this week Emma and I are here again to talk about, you know, our pets and uh, ask Veronica a few questions. Tony is still in um, Palm Springs. I did drive down a couple of hours to see her on Wednesday, spent the day with her, and she got to meet, you know, got to meet up with Guinness, who she hasn't seen, because she was part of that whole caper of me getting her, getting him, and we spent a lovely afternoon playing Scrabble and playing with Guinness. So it was a fun afternoon, but that means Tony's flying back today from Palm Springs, so she can't be on the phone today. So we have wonderful Emma here, who is always a delight. Um, all my animals are good. Um, the flea situation is dying down a little bit. Um, fleas are awful. And, of course, Guinness is allergic and sensitive to every flea thing. Every flea thing. And I, when I first got him, I didn't know that. And we had a flea attack because we've had so much rain out here this year that the bugs and everything are much bigger than they used to be. And he, and so we had to, like, put the, you know, I put some advantage on everybody, and it burned him. I was, like, appalled with myself. And so I have had to find alternatives for him, which is diatometrous earth, that I put on him like a powder every day. And then also I um, use um, something called No Bite Me. It is a uh, little cream that you can buy that comes with a soap. It's very, it's all natural and essential oils. And, and it smells great. I have to wash Guinness in that every, every other day. I've been washing him in that and then putting this cream on him. And it's helped him. He can't do traditional stuff. And then he still has a little scab on the back of his head where I put the advantage, which I'm still not happy about. But I, I've never had a dog like Guinness. And I think it's because he's a purebred this time. He's just extremely sensitive to everything. So I have to be extremely careful. And I've done a lot of research. And this no-bite-me stuff, it works. Um, I put it on like the little bites and stuff, and he stops biting, and he stops itching. And, it, and then the smell of it, it's very pungent. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they're. I think part of it is geranium. And I put that on him, and he smells great, and it repels the fleas, just like the Advantage would. Probably not as strong, but he can't take the strong. It would hurt him. So just that little bit of advice for those of you who might be struggling with fleas and stuff, um, that's a good thing to do. I bought it on Amazon. It's called No Bite Me. All natural, and it works. So anyways, Emma, how are your puppies? Do you have flea attacks down there in Florida? You would think so because we're all sand, but I haven't had any. But I also pay a lot of money to have a um, a uh, exterminator come out to make sure that that doesn't happen. I know Waffles, though, he's literally like an inch and a half off the ground from his chest because he's a sausage dog. And when he runs around, he mm-hmm. gets stuck up in the, in the grass. We have really thick, nasty grass down here. And he ends up getting such allergies from that that, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do to stop that. But he doesn't really have the allergies from the fleas, so I'm, gl- I'm glad about that. Yeah, yeah, fleas please, please are home so hard to get rid of, and they're nasty little things. Uh, so I was at full Ward Wolf 10, you know, trying to get everything out of here, but had to do it all naturally. And the diet to make yeah. this earth, I put it, I had a, one in my living room, there was a lot of fleas in there. And I spread this powder 
all over the floor, left it overnight, not a flea left. They were all dead in this diatomaceous earth. The food grade, there's a food grade one you can buy. And it doesn't hurt the animals. The animals can even eat it, and it doesn't harm them. That's why it's food grade. And it works. So if you ever do get fleas, just and you can put it on carpet and everything, you just vacuum it up after the end of it, and it doesn't hurt anybody. So you know, it's hard to find stuff without hurting your animals, you know? Yeah. I've even heard that diatomaceous earth can help dogs with skin infections too and rashes if you put it in their food. I don't well, know how I've true that is. I put it on them every day. I just put like a little bit okay. in the palm of my hand, rub my hands together, and I just rub them down. It gets all powdery, and it smells good. And we'll see. You know, um, I'm hoping that it keeps on working. So far it has, and he has stopped the scratching and biting. But when you have three little dogs being attacked by fleas, and the cats, I had to put that on the cats too. Now, the cats, most of them can take the advantage stuff. Guinness is the only one who can't. So I just decided... I wasn't going to buy any more of the poison to put on everybody. I'm going to, I just pick up everybody and put the diatomaceous earth on there. And I do it every other day as I'm petting them and talking to them. They don't even know I'm doing it. And it stopped it. It stopped it in its tracks. Nobody has any fleas on them at all. And nobody's hurt. And nobody's had poison on them. So it's a tough call, but you, 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 I just wanted the fleas to be gone. And in the past, I've always just used advantage, but now I've got the sensitive dog. I can't do that anymore. So right. that's what I'm doing. How fun is that, huh? <laughs> so fun. So, yeah, so I'm going to go get Veronica. And if you could say okay. hello to all of our wonderful listeners today, it would be great. I will do that. Okay, everybody, welcome to the show. I am back for one more week, and I'm really excited about that. I hope you guys will be able to uh, have all these questions answered. And if you do have questions, it's very easy to do. All you've got to do is go to innerwhispersradio.com and write out a comment on the most recent show. And we get that. We we review them. And if there's been something we haven't said in a while, we address it. And if it's something that's brand new, we love to address those as well. So, um, Definitely go check that out when you get a chance, because I'm sure we all have questions. So I guess without further ado, let's bring on Veronica. Are you there? Yes, my dear, we are here. Good day to you. Good day to you. I would normally ask you how you're doing, but I know that answer. So I guess my answer to my question today is, what have you grown, how have you learned and grown since we last talked? We participate in frequencies. Now, of course, we talk to a lot of linear individuals through the April Crawford, and we grow every time somebody has sort of, you know, light bulb go off in their head, and they have a moment where they have clarity. That helps us grow. But we also go into a frequency space where we participate in different levels of frequency, and we grow from that. Now, you're based, in, all of you are based in the linear. So you're expecting things to be growth-oriented according to linear standards. But perhaps expand your mind just a little bit to consider that there's growth available in non-linear spaces. We should, all of you should think about that a bit. Yep. And that's exactly why I asked, because I don't believe we ever stop growing and stop learning and stop 
evolving all the way through. So. Right. And when you're doing it through frequency, it can be very interesting, but certainly not a linear experience in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> exactly. So are you ready for our first uh, question? Yes, we are. All right. Our first question comes from Michael. Michael says, have souls that are currently incarnate on the planet Earth existed elsewhere before the planet was formed or before it was a habitable planet? There are souls currently incarnate that have often gone to dimensional frequency spaces to evolve, just like what we just explained. Some do it that way. There are those who participate that don't like the linear reality. And the planet Earth has been hosting incarnates for a million years. The planet has existed. There has been a growth and a movement of evolution on this planet for a very long time. There are also spaces before the Earth was ready that individuals would go to. But the Earth is kind of like when the Garden of Eden was created, there was great interest in it because it was more colorful, more adaptable, and even though it was thick and dense, offered a lot of growth. But there are thousands of millions of different places that incarnate did participate on before the Earth was formed. And we have to stick with the million years that the Earth has had civilizations rise and civilizations fall. There's been a multitude of them. Heather. And Heather says, when I give people horseback riding lessons, I I often give tips out uh, of the blue that proves very helpful but not necessarily something I was taught. Are these suggestions from information from past or helpers from another side that I turned into? Both. You are drawing upon some past life memory that was triggered when you were riding on the horses. That's something that you had done riding on a horse before that worked for you and you brought it in. It's also very much that's from a past life thing, but there's also a multitude of energies and helpers and guides that when you're going along and maybe they're with you on that journey, on that horse ride when you are teaching somebody, and they say, oh, you forgot something. And they'll put that thought in your mind so that you would remember. So both of the things you have said are true. There's not just one standard thing. And you're tuned into it. You're tuned into the other side, definitely, my dear. But it's also coming from some of the past life stuff, which we have talked to you personally, and you know what we're talking about. Okay. Don, and Don asks, where do my dreams come from? Are they from the past lives? Dreams are your soul's way of working out dramatics without having to walk through the dramatics, because sometimes it could be painful or it could be not understandable. Um, Dreams come from those a lot, but they also come from past lives, too. You can move into a past life in a dream state and go through it and learn a lot from it. But most of it's coming from your own experiences in the linear that were problematic to work out in the linear, 
so you work some of those dramatics out in the dream state. That is the most popular one. But there are also a lot for the past lives that will come forward. And it's usually all based on growth, that maybe you need to see what you did and said in another lifetime to give you clarity in this one. And the more advanced you are, the more advanced the dreams are. Always tell everyone, keep a dream journal. Every day when you wake up, because when you first awaken, that's when you remember the most. If you remember something upon waking and then you don't act on it to write it down, most likely you're going to forget it, you know, in an hour or two. So we would keep a pad of paper and a pencil or a recorder at the side of your bed and do that. Allow the dreams to, to write down and know what they are because when they, wherever they're coming from, they want to teach you something. They want to help you with something. So writing them down a lot of times will help you see the whole entire picture of what the dream was trying to tell you. So we'd say, utilize that. But recognize dreams are a wonderful tool, and all of you should be participating in them. All right. Our next question. Nancy says, I found my garden tortoise dead in her wooden house. I am devastated. Was it my fault? Did she meet my son, Santi, upon her arrival? Well, tortoises have a very slow body function. It takes years for them to heal things and for disease and problems to manifest themselves. Your tortoise, we're not certain of the age of it exactly, but we know it had a little bit of time. It was born with a defect, but the defect didn't manifest itself because the process of its body is so slow-moving that it took time for it to develop. And if that were a human, the human would not have made it right from birth. But the tortoise did make it, and it had a wonderful experience. While it wasn't suffering, it was just deteriorating a bit. We think that there was a genetic moment in it. We think it felt safe in its little wooden house. So when it started feeling, it went into that little house because it knew that you provided that and it was like you wrapping your arms around it to hold it while it moved through the process of not being on the planet anymore. And yes, the tortoise did and was met by Santee. He will take care of the tortoise for you until you get there. And the tortoise is happy because Santee has a lot of your energy and it makes him feel like he's still around you as well. So don't feel like it was your fault. Sometimes genetic things happen. But in a tortoise, it takes a long time for those genetics to kick in and manifest and cause problems. So not your fault. It is a natural process of the biological living moment. Your son is very happy to have the tortoise, by the way. So I'm going to see if you want to go take a quick break, and I'm going to tell everybody how they can write in their own questions if they have them again. All right. Sure. Okay. All right, everybody. So if you have questions, and I know you all do because we get tons of questions every single solitary week. If, you have not, if you're new to the show, all you do is go to innerwhispersradio.com 
a comment on one of the shows. Those are the questions that we grab, we sort through, and we definitely try to get as many as we on and as we can on. And we also try to make sure that we get them on as quickly as we possibly can as well. So keep writing in. You never know. You might actually hear your your question come up in one of our uh, shows. So, Veronica, are you ready to to give the um, the uh, message of the day to the world? Message yeah. to the world. Hang on. Yeah. Ah. Really important to take care of yourself in the linear. Now, we know there's a lot of healers on the planet right now, a lot of beings that want to bring balance and support and healing to the planet. It's difficult. There's a lot going on. One has to be diligent in how they participate. Now, if you're a healer type, you have your work cut out for you. If you're not a healer type, then it's important to lend as much energy as you can to the healing process in the linear with your energy, even if you're not a healer. Dramatics in the linear can become difficult. And we think all of you can agree that you are in a difficult time. This is the time not to be so focused on the difficulty, but to be focused upon your energy and how it responds and reacts to the difficulty. We think taking care of yourself, which means eating well, sleeping well, and all the basic biological stuff, but it also means that you need to take spiritual time, not just for take care of your body, but take care of your soul. And all of you are in rather abrasive energy. Every single one of you is in it. So you have to create space for yourself, a perspective for yourself that is calm and soothing to your own energy. Now, this is all very personal. Each one of you have that moment personally that makes you feel better. Focus on that. Now, you're not going to be exactly like the person who's sitting next to you. They've got their own stuff. Don't try to homogenize or standardize healing and well-being. Don't, don't homogenize that because it is an individual experience. So we wish all of you to sit down and take a few minutes to decide and know what makes you feel better, what makes your energy more positive and participate in whatever activity provides that. You are responsible for your own well-being. If you're in a situation that's difficult, remove yourself from it. Now, we know that's not easy all the time, and there are so many different perspectives of it that it's impossible to give standard answers and comments about all of you. But we will say that pay attention to yourself. You know yourself better than any other being, you know yourself, and you know what you need. We think you all need to focus on what makes your energy ebb and flow positively. And if there's a negative moment in it, you need to pull that negative moment out or move yourself away from that negative moment. It's a difficult time frame. By maintaining your own energy and keeping it positive, and nurturing yourself. That means being nice to yourself. It's important. 
because being nice to yourself keeps you in the loop where you can actually help others. If you're not taking good care of yourself, who are you going to be able to take care of? No one. So decide today that you're going to sit down with yourself and decide what it is that would make you feel good, safe, and powerful. And then create that for yourself. And we know right away there's going to be people jumping up and down saying, well, it's impossible. No, it isn't. Nothing is impossible. Decide. You're going to create this internal perspective within yourself that nurtures you, helps you, and keeps you safe. Responsible for that. No one else has that responsibility. So decide today that you're going to start a new practice of nurturing and taking care of yourself. And give yourself the energy. Take the afternoon off if you need to. Eat the right things. Don't take the extra time to eat the right things because we know when you all get anxious and worried, you start to participate in events that are immediately making you feel good. Like maybe you're going to drink that extra glass of wine or maybe you're going to eat that candy bar because you're feeling anxious. You have to back up from that and decide, I'm going to eat a healthy thing instead. Because if you have a buildup of negativity in the biology, it's a pretty slippery slope to try to get through the day positively. So put yourself at the top of the list, because usually most of you are putting everybody else at the top of the list, and you're like a distant, you know, last place. Putting yourself up higher in the queue and take care of yourself. There's probably many people depending upon you. If you become ill or you become incapacitated in any way emotionally, you're not going to be able to help anybody. So start the nurturing process. Start thinking about how you can take better care of yourself and do it. We don't think you'll ever regret it. And we do think it will make your participation in your life much better. All right, everybody. Well, that is the show for today. Thank you all for tuning in and being a part of it. And I hope that we will be able to see you again next week with more questions and more conversation about our pets. And I think Tony will be back by then. So I know she's very excited to be here with us at this point in time. So have a great day. Stay safe. And we'll see you again later. Bye.